hype, but mellow, so you get that mellow hype, you know? Yeah. Um, so, this is a new thing for SHS Leaf, journalism. We're actually doing a podcast for the first time in journalism class history. So, basically, the idea of this podcast is that Jordan Baker and I, and I'm Josh Patterson, will regularly be talking about any news and just general entertainment news as a way to kind of just connect with what we're feeling. The that, thing that people are interested in, Josh. Exactly. <laughs> so, let me introduce my co-host, who will regularly be appearing on it, unless he has some kind of weird conflict, Jordan Baker. My name is Jordan Baker. I'm a senior here Why do you at... make it sound like it's like a written thing? Like, literally <laughs> just talk. Because this is going to be professional. Okay, sure. And then also, our first guest in the history of this podcast, freshman who doesn't suck, Alex Karev. What's Welcome up, Welcome to the pod. I realize What's up? That? I'm hyped yeah. to be here, and I'm ready, ready to talk. <laughs> Look, basically the two rules for this are no cursing, and that's the only rule. All right. So, <laughs> since this is an arts and entertainment podcast, and we're filming the Tuesday of so- semester finals... A major thing is coming out on Thursday. Alvin and the Chipmunks. No, that's a lie. <laughs> it's Star Wars, the seventh Star Wars. Like, I mean, the fact that there's a seventh Star Wars, number one, I don't know if I'm excited for this. Because the fact is, Disney's making this. That's and you true. know how much we hate Disney. You know, there's like a connotation with Disney that kind of is like, it's like a softy kind of brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't. You think of like princesses and fairies and all that. You don't really think of like Star Wars, like action. Like. Dude, but you got Princess Leia in it. Okay. A, well. A, there you go. Back to the point. <laughs> what are you saying? Um. So Disney is famous for a lot of movies that don't really have a plot line and appeal to a younger fan base. Like that generally talk about like kids' team. ideas, like, like the Mulan, Toy Story. Things like th- those are more for oh, kids. Actually, you know? that's Pixar. Scratch that. <laughs> They're more like um, Cinderella. Things like that that have lots of moral stories behind the entire idea, but that always end out well. Star Wars, the last where we saw it was episode three. Anakin had just killed basically everyone <laughs> and um, had had his hand cut off and burned in molten lava. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really picture that as a Disney type of movie. Exactly. And that's why, like, it's kind of weird for everybody to think of it as a Disney's production, you know? So. I just don't think from, like, watching Star Wars, it was always by LucasArts, and you have those big, flashy scenes, like, everyone remembers from Star Wars, like, any of them, either from, a, like, the first movie, which was A New Hope, the very opening scene, the little rebel cruiser being chased by a giant Star Destroyer. Yeah. Or the big battles that happen in the beginning of episode three. Like, Disney... Now I'm afraid they're going to tone that down and not make it, like, that flashy Star Wars that everyone we're... knows. But, I mean, also, at the same time, Disney has done things with good special effects. It's just whether or not they're actually going to apply the special effects to this movie. It can really go one of two ways. It can either be a really, really good movie with a lot of good action and, you know, special effects and all that... Or it can be a really, really bad movie with, you know, hip, like, blah, like, a lot of just plush. Plush? 
But um, I agree with you. Like, I think the big key to this movie is that it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be very, very successful, which I already think the box office number is going to be pre-established just because of the fact that it's Star Wars. Yeah. And that it's a big deal. They've already... If you look... If you go on to... Just turn on the TV and there's a commercial. It seems like every single, like, product out there or brand has, like, endorsed the Star Wars movie. So, And if you think about it, they're going to make so much money off of this, these advertisements, you know? I, like, th- I think also, like, I'm just looking at the box office numbers and comparatively to the budget spent. The budget spent on the first couple of Star Wars movies was around $20 million. That's like and nothing. the budget for the last movie was $200 million. Wow. So if you go by that logic, the content is more important than the production element. Now, from what we've seen from the trailer, the production element looks really, really good. It's the question of whether the content is going to be there. That's true. That's where I have to say that I just don't think... Well, one of the major things that Disney isn't going to get right off the bat is the fact that... uh, the movie starts 30 years, like, chronologically after the end of episode 6, and you have that huge time span that I just don't think, in probably around the same length amount of time that all the other movies have been, that it's just not going to get covered, because you instantly jump into this, like, our, like the two new heroes, a totally new, like, faction that is, I mean, like, trying to destroy the world. they have a black world. stormtrooper. Like, we've never seen <laughs> stuff like this before in, like, this movie setting. But, um, also the fact is, like, with the Harry Potter series, you had movie after movie after movie after movie after movie, which kept the audience entertained through all the movies because they were back-to-back-to-back-to-back with no big span. Exactly. The last movie came out in 2006. That was ten years ago. A lot of the younger kids watching this movie may have not seen the last couple. And so you're really relying on the content of this single movie on its own entity without for the younger audience without talking about the other six. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Like, Star Wars is kind of, like, chronologically arranged in just a weird kind of way. Like, the first three movies, you know, they're set in the future. And then the next three mu- movies are set in the past, what happened leading up to those first original three movies. And for this new movie, you kind of think of it to be, you know, another, like, addition to, like, what happened, you know... It was like the fourth movie, um, chronologically. Yeah. You know? But it's actually, it's like the seventh movie, if that makes sense. A lot of the concern with Star Wars fans is also, are they doing this for the money that it's going to bring in on the box office? Or are they going to do it for the fact that they can continue the story? Because the first couple Star Wars movies were made with the intent of the story and the purpose of the story and explaining things. The next movie may not explain anything. It may just be adding on stuff that we don't Kinda need. Kind of like the Fantastic Four earlier this summer. The one that no one went to go see. Pretty uh, <laughs> horrific movie. <laughs> Even though I have not personally seen it, I have heard bad, bad reviews from it. But the good thing is, like, J.J. Abrams is coming back as... He's qualified. As, like, He's co-director or director of this movie. So, you know, it's going to be as, like, true to the roots as possible for, like, a Star Wars movie because he directed all the ones before it and they were they were huge at the box office and they're just things that, like, people will always remember as, like, huge special effects and just in general, like, Star Wars is that brand along, like, with Harry Potter that everyone thinks they want to be a part of. 
Definitely. Like, everyone wants to be either, like, Luke in... Skywalker. Yeah, you know, like, Luke they, Skywalker or something, like, going through space, like, on the Millennium Falcon, something like that, so mm-hmm. it's... But yeah. also, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace grossed uh, $1 billion worldwide in ticket sales. That number came in 1999. If you try and project that onto this movie, it should easily surpass 1 million ticket sales if it is as good. The problem is, it may not be as good. It may be like the 7th Fast and Furious. Like, the series was good up until like the third one or the fourth one, but then it just kind of weird. The same thing. It was kind of like just they're really just like force feeding us, you know, just like the same thing. And that's that's the concern with this movie, I think. Also, is are they literally just coming up with another random dark character out of nowhere to try and keep the plot of dark versus light? Yeah, exactly. I mean, doing research for this came across a lot of weird stuff in, like, the Star Wars background, like... So there was this, uh... So we knew we were going to be talking about Star Wars in this, uh, podcast. And I was researching some things about the movie, and apparently Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be, like, a dark lord of some kind. So, like, to explain that a little bit further... Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be like this evil mastermind in the same way Darth Sidious was from inside. So he was basically supposed to be introduced to us in the first episode as of like the, the Phantom Menace. But not they, as He was supposed to be disguised exactly, yeah, and yeah. like befriend the Jedi and come back to Coruscant, become a representative. But in secret, he was supposed to be managing the Federation and managing all the bad guys. So... The Jar Jar Binks, who's the complete nut job, kind of running around, screaming random things, the funny guy that everyone laughs at, was actually supposed to be a lethal killer. Exactly. But Lucasfilms made the executive decision to to scratch that idea and come up with a separate character, Count Dooku. Exactly. And then they and created the whole backstory with Count Dooku being Yoda's former yeah. student and, and expanded on it. And that kind of makes you it. wonder if in this movie, this, the new movie, if Jar Jar Binks could potentially have like a new, like a reappearance in this movie as the Dark Lord. And it'd be interesting to see, you know, if he'd be, you know, if he's in this movie or not. Personally, if I saw that, first of all, I wouldn't believe it because... It's, like, yeah, kind of like a joke. Because uh, we all know the like famous scene of Jar Jar... Like, on Naboo, just almost getting run over. And yeah. that whole scene of him yelling random things and just him being his crazy self, like, isn't very believable when you say Jar Jar masterminded all exactly. the events. But like, it could be, you know, all by design. Because in that scene, he almost looked like he wanted to, you know, get uh, Qui-Gon Jinn run over. Because he, like, brought him. You know what I mean? He, like... Look, kinda, like, I think him out there. I think a large problem with the Star Wars fan base in general is that this movie Im- appeals to a lot of intellectuals, mm-hmm. people who like to think for the extraordinary and the ordinary, like that the Force, some magical power is out there. Like, but with that fan base, you have a tendency to overthink a lot of things. That is very such true. as the fact that a Trish. local clown, Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> could be, could be a Sith Lord <laughs> trying to kill everyone. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing, like, there's so much, like, anticipation for this movie, it was, like, announced, I think, like, last summer, 
last summer also, there was a rumor out there, back on the Jar Jar Binks point, that the main character of this movie was going to be Jar Jar Binks. Exactly. And, you know, with all that time, it's about a year, and fans begin to, you know, think of all these... Speculate. Exactly, because they don't have that much information available to them. So they overanalyze the past movies, and they see, you know... What ended up happening, you know, what's what they think is going to happen, and all this stuff. And it's honestly pretty crazy. I think, think that's of. a big point of, like, classic movie ideas in general, is that they make their fan bases think on their feet. Like, if you look at the Harry Potter series, like, Even, like throughout the, the movies, if you didn't, like, read the film, or read, not read the film, <laughs> read the book, yeah, you were trying to piece together what was going to happen before it happened. Yeah. It's always like that next, that next scene you come across, and it's like, why, why in the first place is like we'll just stick with the Star Wars example. Why is Darth Sidious not aligned with the Federation like completely? Why is he playing like the same, like yeah. the same, like both sides of the table? It's like it's easy enough to just instantly reveal yourself as like the Dark Lord and kill all the Jedi in yeah. one way, shape, or but form. This like, Star Wars movie actually brings on the next question, which is what really is a classic movie? Because classic movies in general definition are movies older like Casablanca and things like that. The Rockies, I think, would be The like, Rocky movies, which came out in the 80s, 90s, and, and now we see one. Creed. Kind of like Star Wars, you know? It's like would, you, could, would you add the new one to the idea of a classic movie. And, like, what is the definition of a classic movie? Because I think a lot of people get confused on this idea that a classic means a movie that you want to watch again. And that that is overbroad in the sense that I could think Step Brothers, a movie with not really any plot line, but just a lot, a yeah. lot of funny stuff exactly. that I want to see again is a classic movie, when in reality, that's not really true. I think the thing with, like, classic movies is, like, the Rocky example is it each Rocky movie was its own brand, pretty much. So, like, mm. the first Rocky had its own uh, brand. It had all the products associated with it. Rocky two had its own brands and yeah. things associated with it. So I don't think you can instantly put this new Star Wars movie out and say, this is a, a Star Wars classic. I think it has to develop in the sense that, you know, kids... And even adults that, like, remember watching it have to get into the movie and it has to be yeah. out for an extended period of time when you have all the extended products. Like, we're not going to see, uh, like, every toy possible, every, like, spinoff possible, like, like I, right when it comes out. So Like, I think that um, a classical movie is, like, something that you can watch as a kid and remember very vividly as an adult also. Take a well, look at the under Toy Story movies. Under I your mean, definition, Kung Fu Panda is a classic movie. Well, that there are some exceptions. <laughs> to some, to some, it could be a classic. Exactly. It really depends on the person because, like, of course, there are those you know obvious classics like The Shawshank Redemption, oh, The Godfather, wonderful. those movies. But I mean, think about it this way: like, if you're a kid and you're watching the movie, you just want you want to become the main character. You know what I mean? That's a good definite. But I think you're distinguishing kids' classic movies. Which I completely that, agree on your point. I think, yeah, you're right. There that's, are like different genres the cast- of like classic movies. But what would you call an adult classic movie? So Scarface. Is there is there a time period associated with this? Because I feel like, I feel like there's the like 70s. a twenty period. There's like a twenty year period that this movie has to remain relevant. 
and you exactly. can re- and, and you continue to, be, to watch and it still be good for then it to be called a classic. I think uh, classic movies like for adults are movies that like you watch one time, and they really want like they make you want to like either a watch it again, and or b just keep finding more information about the movie and try to research as much as you can. Try and get more information out of the movie just from like what you know they show. A good example of this is I think is um, a fault in our stars. Everyone at the moment was like, oh, this is a really good film. But now, now look at it. I mean, but ten really? years down the road, are we really going to remember that? Exactly. That's the thing. That's where you got to draw the line. It's something that, like, a classic movie is something that, you know, will instantly become, like, recognizable wherever you go. So, like, we'll just use a little bit more recent example, but, like, the original Transformers. Like, eh. it may not be, like, the best movie, but think about it, like... As soon as that was released, I everyone I think the went Transformers on the brand by yeah, itself the, the was brand, already like, recognizable the, the because TV there was shows. the there was the TV shows in the eighties and the nineties and the comic Toys. books and things like that yeah. that were already out there. I think the movie built on that brand. I think there are also even like superhero, you know, classics, Spider Man, Iron Man. Even like I think the original Iron Man would honestly be considered like a while superhero. he's w- while he was talking about this he is wearing a Superman T-shirt so you know he's living this iconic <laughs> idea right here but um I've never been into the superhero honestly I science actually, fiction I kind of like the uh, the superhero movies because they kind of especially when you're a kid you really want to become that superhero you know you want to like have their powers you want to know. You want to know what it feels like to fly or to, you know, shoot webs and crawl up walls and all that stuff. I personally never wanted to shoot webs from my hands because I feel that would get me in a lot of weird situations. <laughs> like, you try the old classic move on a date and end up shooting your date in the face with a spider web. I don't think I would enjoy that. But um, but to a kid, I mean, I think it would be pretty cool to them. Yeah, you know? yeah, to a kid. It's just like the yeah. whole imagination part of it, too. It's That's like, true. How cool would it be to wake up every morning, go into your basement, have Jarvis... That's into your right. living room, have Jarvis like yeah. ready to like you're ready to give him a command, whatever it is, he'll do it. And, and then five minutes later, you can suit. get in like some super cool suit that you customize by yourself and fly. Like and fly wherever. I just want to point out, Jarvis is a bit snarky for my turn. Like I would get someone who's not gonna like yell at me if I screw up. But He's like a classic butler name, Jarvis. I think Jarvis you, stands you? for something, but I can't remember what it does. Don't Google that right now. No, don't Google that right now. We gotta. F- Jar- Why do we care what Jarvis's name stands for? But um, <laughs> so the thing that I also think classic movies have is it Netflixable. And when I say that, I mean if it's on Netflix, would you take time out of your week to watch it? If only it was a true classic. Like, I, th- I think that should be the deciding criteria for this upcoming generation because we are so ingrained in Netflix culture. I actually still uh, rent movies from the library. Boo. I, I love Blockbuster. Well, I'm sad that it Blockbuster's was... Blockbuster's dead. I'm sad Good that it's job gone. for being the only human on earth who does that still. And, I um, think Blockbuster honestly had a library. bad business model. Like, I don't also, think it was built to succeed. Like... Renting movies, you don't really pay that much to rent the movie, um, and it's not you have to go return it. You have to go pick it up. Like it's not like they deliver the movie to your door, and you're only gonna watch it one time. So really, you're paying like 
$6 to have this disc sitting around in your house, <laughs> the likelihood of you losing it increases by each passing That's day. You are you only don't... watching it one time in a week. and yeah. you know, you You're not going to remember the disc, so the likelihood <laughs> of you losing it is pretty high. And the second cable came out with movies like right on the screen, it was over. Because yeah. why, why should I go and rent your movie and make sure to keep an eye on it for $7 for a week yeah. when I can literally click on it for $7 at my house and watch it one time like I was going to anyway. Like, back to your, like, classic, like, is it, like, Netflixable? Like, just think about, like, the Mel, because I've been watching this, like, a classic Mel Gibson movie is The Patriot. Doesn't he just get tortured in all of his movies? Like, Christ. Yes and no, but, <laughs> like, but think about it, like, I've, like, seen The Patriot on TV, I, like, had the disc for a while, and now that it's on Netflix, like, I love watching that movie, because it's, like, just such, like, a classic Mel Gibson movie, and it has, like, so much, like, cool action to it that, like, I'm willing to, like, watch it, like, multiple times. I think Mel Gibson's kind of a strange actor to me. Like, he's, he's like, kind of he's weird, honestly, like, like, Nicolas Cage, in a sense, that yeah. you, is, he's an acquired taste. That's like, you have to watch like a, truffle, a like lot a black of... black truffle. Mel Gibson Never had a black truffle. Watch Mel it. Gibson Very when he is Hamlet. Weirdest thing you'll ever see. Just watch that in English. Yeah, I like, think. I there think have been, um, like reports of like him being just difficult to work with, like from other actors. That's not surprising at all. And I was like, you know, honestly, like in his movies, he even acts kind of like that. You can kind of tell. He's very snarky. Really, yeah, I think something we have to look into is comparing Mel Gibson to Nicolas Cage, because I feel like those two actors are very similar in the sense that they literally will take any role that crosses their desk. Yeah, and the fact yeah. is, most of America has probably forgot both of them. Can we take back? Can we do a throwback Thursday and look at Drake Bell? Okay, you're getting Drake ahead of yourself. Josh. Like I don't it's Tuesday, and throwback Tuesday. We don't even know if this is going to qualify as a podcast, so we're still looking into this. But um, so Netflix. You said you watched The Patriot a lot on Netflix. What else is like? big on Netflix at this moment. So definitely like The Walking Dead maybe. The Walking Dead is on Netflix. Never um, never liked that show. I've only watched I don't like look, I don't understand The Walking Dead. Like, yes, we get it. Everyone's a zombie. Like what it plot goes, line is it? It goes with that like class like the like, like their classic movies of classic genre. The classic zombie zo- like the classic apocalypse zombie like zombie movie. But I think yeah. the, I yes. think the genre is too saturated. There are too many zombie things out there. I got. I watched World War Z. I paid twelve dollars for that movie ticket, and I absolutely despise that. Movie. I feel bad for you then. That's <laughs> why you rent it? You only pay six dollars. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about renting. I was still in the blockbuster. Era. I was like, oh, this movie just came out. I gotta go see this. And then, you know, I don't normally feel bad for actors, but whoever signed up Brad Pitt for that movie. Should be fired tomorrow. <laughs> Should have been fired yesterday, but. But like, honestly, that movie had no plotline whatsoever. It was literally Brad Pitt shooting a bunch of zombies and yelling at his family, "Jump, jump!" You know. You know what my favorite part of that movie is? What? When they go to Israel. <laughs> okay. I watched the uh, last weekend. I watched uh, Krampus. The new Christmas movie, the like horror movie. <laughs> what a waste of thirty-two million dollars on that budget. And actually, I was going in there expecting it to be a very you know corny, Krampus, you know movie that's you know got no plot, really weird. 
I gotta say, I was thoroughly enjoyed. I liked the movie. And this marks the end of Alex's adventures on this podcast. <laughs> he is now done because he thought Krampus was an actually no, decent no, film. Un- no, Unfriended was, a- was the worst horror movie you can ever pay for. Which one? Unfriended, it's about the people oh, who get killed the, by the ghosts yeah, on the, social media the Skype ghosts. call. That's good that message. Is that like the girl that pops movie. out of like a computer and like yeah. kills people? Yes. That's yeah. so weird. But like the, the ending of Krampus, like, you know, you said to be cliche and then it kind of isn't, you know, kind of leaves you something like to wonder about. And those movies usually, you know, they stick with you. They make like for a couple of days. It's because they're setting up for Krampus number two. That's Are you true. serious? Is there seriously? I think there is. I have no Can we confirm that there's a Krampus there number two? Let me, I think there is a Krampus number I two. I hope there out. is. I'm going to ask our Krampus, the devil returns. Krampus, Krampus to the devil returns. <laughs> what another waste of $32 million. <laughs> People have so much money they don't know what to do with it. So. Yeah, so they invest in Krampus. Who, can we confirm that Krampus is even a real thing? Like, was that a thing before the movie? Yes. Or did this is, is, a, is a Christian, a, like, like a religion, folk. like, demon thing. Like, uh, so, I'm not going to delve into the Christian demon thing that's Don't Krampus. create mixed opinions on this podcast. Okay. So, back to the Netflix thing. Like, I've kind of become, like, Netflix is starting to replace primetime television. Just because of, like... The idea that you can sit at home and watch a, f- a movie series or a TV show for like five hours yeah, and not move, not go to the bathroom, not sleep, not do anything, but watch this TV show for five hours and then like be, do- be done and move on with your day for the next month until the next five episodes come out. So I don't really understand, like, the idea behind this. Because I personally, if I watch five TV shows in a, or five episodes in a row, my head starts to hurt. I start getting, like, headaches. I, that's, like, I completely agree with you. Like, I'd only be able to watch, a mo- like, a TV show or a movie maybe for a maximum of two hours before I start, you know, getting restless in my seat. You know, I want to get up and move. You know, I don't want to just sit there on the couch and just watch it a screen for five hours. I just feel like that's a little bit, you know, a little That's crazy. why I felt um, Interstellar. When oh, I went and saw that hours. in the theater, I didn't like that movie because, number one, it made my head hurt just because it, like, with the, going through like wormholes and all that other stuff. And three hours is excessively long for a movie. Yeah. If you have that much in a movie, like you should make... to Toledo. Yeah, if you if you have that much content in a movie, you should make a sequel Definitely. and just bulk up both, because there is no need for that much Definitely. just pure content. You know, a movie I think is going to be uh, another classic in the making, maybe it's Batman versus Superman. No, nope. Why? Yeah. Because the superhero movie is overblown. Just like in the 60s, when they came out with a ton of Superman and Batman movies, and they kind of, like, spaced off that period from, like, 1962 to, like, 19, or 1972. Yeah. Then they took, like, 30 years and decided, hey, maybe we shouldn't run with the superhero idea for, like, 30 years because we already made, like, 30 of them. Yeah. And it's going to be too long. If you make... That's, like, the fine line that, like, every movie director, like, that should be the first thing they learn about is, like, how to make a movie long enough that you can fit uh, fit all, like, the information you need about the plot in 
but not make it so long like Interstellar that it's three hours and people yeah. are wanting to leave because it's three hours. I think... Personally, I know I want to have three hours to like go watch and sit down for a movie. Another yeah. cue, if you're looking at Batman vs. Superman, which you think is going to be good, but um, just the idea that Superman and Batman, who we thought were completely separate entities who would never yeah. meet ever, are now in the same movie, the seems same like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. And we're gonna, and they're gonna bring in like Wonder Woman out of the blue. Yeah, so. it's kind of you need it a movie for that, like to introduce some, like Ant Man. You know, he was introduced in his movie. And Another now he's be terrible in, movie. Ant Man, you didn't like that movie? I think Ant-Man. I didn't see I, the I liked, movie because I, I thought it. the idea was ridiculous. Ant-Man I did too, but I, would be cool. I actually liked it. Whoever's Paul Rudd's agent, like Brad Pitt's agent, needs to be fired tomorrow <laughs> or as soon as possible, because there's no way. At least he's a B list actor. I think. At least it's he's B-list. One of his best movies, I feel like, and it wasn't even that great a movie, but it was really like, it was kind of like a feel-good comedy, was uh, Dinner for Schmucks. Okay. That was a good movie. I but, liked um, it. He's a solid up. B-list actor who ended up on a movie that just seems like he's Nicolas Cage grasping for straws at this point. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way someone that talented should be making Ant-Man. In the same way that Michael B. Jordan from The Wire and... Creed and um, that one movie Four. that's I'm saying he should not have made Fantastic Four yeah. he should have not joined Fantastic I know. Four that, he should like, not have touched the script of Fantastic Four with a it ten kind of like just really like brought down his career almost kind of like but Creed that, picked it up Creed, Creed was fantastic it was a fantastic movie and he was ripped in that movie like Creed has to have been, like, one of the better movies that has come out the past three, four and it's years. Not, and it was original. Like, the other Rocky movies, you know, they're kind of like... They the sixth the movie was... Actually, I don't... They fall, like, the, the fifth movie was plot. awful. The fifth Rocky movie... If you're watching the Rocky series and you've seen the first three or four, you should not ever watch the fifth one. Pretend it did not exist. Creed definitely was, like, a revival, though. It was a great movie. And if those directors were smart, they won't make a second one. They I don't think, need to. I think they exactly. could make a second one. I think it'd be actually good. Because I believe in Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I think that he has the ability... Because he showed in The Wire. He has the ability to play characters who are an emotionally complex stage. Yeah. And that can evolve over time. And we saw the first Creed movie. He kind of evolved, but not to the extent of a full-gone like series. If you throw in a second Creed which there is a rumor that that's already in the works because of the success of the first one, mm-hmm. I think it could be really successful. Yeah. But then you get Creed 2, 3, 4, and you turn into yeah, the Rocky yeah. series. I say yeah. stop it after 2. That's what I think. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to see the second one. I'm going to think it's amazing. I'm going to say make a third. Yeah. But um, it's like sometimes directors like just don't know when to quit. That, that line. It's oh. like, think about this. Have you guys seen Pacific Rim? I know. Did not like it. You know what? The sci-fi aspect, different. Wasn't that the movie with the giant robots? Robots and the aliens come from the sea. Different thing about, like, different aspect instead of them coming from, like, space. Yeah. But it's like, there's rumored to be a second one for that one. I think and the, the way Pacific is. Rim, the first one ended, was like, hey, cool, they won. They don't need a second one. But, of course, I'm, money money o- what... Money like, over... Quality over common sometimes. sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, like, the thing I don't like with the Pacific Rim movies and even World War Z that we talked about, was this whole idea of an alien race invading is a little bit overblown. Like It's like the zombies. Yes, the idea is 
that there is life out on another planet. Mm-hmm. But the fact, why do they always have to be invading us? Like, number one, the reason I like the Avatar movie was it was a kind of an abstract idea of us going into an alien society and like district becoming district fifty one. No. Uh, I meant the Avatar nine. movie. You remember the Avatar movie with the people with the blue tails? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how you would like, like one guy would go to sleep and he would like get his like mind transferred to another thing. I like that because it was the idea of human integration with aliens and how it's definitely it a little different. From and what you, you the know, humans you were the aggressors. It, exactly, it was kind of like a different spin, you know. Normally, you think the aliens are the ones that are going to be the bad guys. Why are the aliens always the evil people? Because they're different, and that's where people... And that's kind of, you know, looking like, back, like, like right now, with uh, Donald Trump. Okay, no. Nope, no, we're not even going to waste time on Donald Trump. <laughs> His hair looks that's, like a cotton candy machine that <laughs> up on it. That's for but, um, a different podcast. Yes. Also, opinions on Donald Trump are a consensus on here, and I'm not going to tell you which way it is because I think you already know by what I just said. So, I think one thing with the whole Netflix idea that we were talking about is, like, the difference between prime time and Netflix time. And Netflix shows are now releasing entire seasons at once. Yeah. Instead of releasing one, like, every single week. And I wonder if that hurts Netflix at all because they don't get the regular viewership. They get that one kind of, binge watch a week. That kind of or a also month. ruins like the TV show in a way because like normally if you just see one episode per week, you're kind of left hanging. For and you're that hooked next into episode. it. Exactly. Yeah. It makes you want to watch more of it. That's why these TV shows are so successful because they're good at making people want to watch more. And if you know Netflix ends up getting all these TV like episodes into one ginormous huge like long movie I kind of like you know I think the problem with primetime television is the amount of commercials Netflix you can really watch through straight up without commercials yeah and people I know I do this if I like there's like some TV shows where you'll go you'll go 10 minutes and they'll turn on a commercial and you'll think okay maybe there's two Maximum three commercial breaks. And it ends up being like four minutes of commercials, and you're just like, oh. It's four minutes of commercials, then they come back from commercial and go like three minutes Behind, of like an like, action sequence, yeah. and then do another four minutes of commercials, and pretty soon you're sitting at half an hour, and the show's halfway done, and you're like, what have I been doing with this half hour? I've literally been watching the same Nissan yeah. commercial 15 times. Definitely. Yeah, and then Not anything also... against Nissan. Cars are good, but I just don't need to see them driving around an indoor track 45 times. But it's like sometimes, <laughs> I think that's where like people, people like, people like Netflix and they're willing to like almost turn a blind eye to the fact that, you know, they will just, Netflix will just put out shows rapidly, like all the time. It's because like people, like AP, I know just like personally, I don't want to say like commercials and I hate like especially like when watching like a football game or something when Definitely. they take a timeout after a commercial punt. exactly they a come pass back happens. they punt it and then yeah. they go straight back that happens so much in the Super Bowl and it's so frustrating because you just see a big play happen they call a timeout you come back and you're like okay this is going to be another long drive let's let's get ready back into it they do an incompletion call a timeout and I, then you're back into the commercial that's one thing basketball games have improved on though is that 
they're making it so that during the last two minutes of the game, there can only be a certain amount of commercial breaks. So networks now have to choose which timeout they zoom out from. So, like, if I'm sitting there, it's the last minute, and someone just inbounded the ball, they took a shot, they missed it, they got fouled, and they call a timeout, it's not directly back to commercial. You then get because live look-ins to other exactly, games. You exactly. get to hear the commentators tell you what's happening, other stuff games, like that. Yeah, but it's different between, like, that and, like, the Super Bowl, where, like, commercials have become... Like they're almost they're like their own separate like I'm show not, actually not, because it's like yeah everyone loves like I, the GoDaddy commercials like I, any of like the random the Doritos the Doritos commercials any yeah. of like the I'm not a fan of Super Bowl horses, commercials so. I, I, I think, think that, Super Bowl commercials are overrated personally. I think um, honestly the last couple of years the Super Bowl Super Bowl commercials have kind of been lacking in just quality and just overall comedy they haven't been you know a few of them have been good but some of them have not been what you expect out of Super Bowl commercials. But I'm wondering, like, if Netflix makes all its revenue off TV shows paying to get on Netflix, and then also subscribers getting it so that it's 7 bucks a month, I don't know if that's that much revenue for them to make. So I'm curious to see, like, how, do, how are they expanding that? Because that doesn't seem like a lot of revenue. Like, TV shows make more revenue because they can get... at Or networks make more revenue because they put TV shows out, they get sponsorships, yeah. they get personal time in, like ABC can cut to whatever they want, whenever they want, that's their job. It's the whole thing with like, um, that whole like, almost, you, like you tell your friend about Netflix, if they don't, he or she doesn't have Netflix, they go out and buy a subscription for their family, uh, that family is watching a movie, someone calls calls them up and say you want to go to the movies no I'm watching a different movie on Netflix they get that like friend to buy a subscription to Netflix and keep it and it's that it's constant like chain. Yeah. yeah it's a constant chain of people like telling others about it and buying it that like keeps Netflix so successful plus they have like their own shows like their own shows and those can get sponsored on like TV shows or like actual networks which will pay a lot of money for those so I think Netflix does pretty darn good, and to keep like their websites maintained and all Definitely. that. So yeah. I don't I think, think Netflix ever has a problem with like revenue. Well, yeah. we are running out of time for today, so this is the first podcast of what hopefully will become a series. Continue through my senior year of uh, SHS. No, knock on wood. We don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, hopefully. But um, if this gets approved, we will be back Next on week. weekly podcasts. All about arts and entertainment, A and E, and we will try and throw in as many new people as possible to get as throw many in. different weird perspectives about random things as possible. Because you know we don't want Alex twenty four seven on this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been good. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Please guys. subscribe and uh, hit that like button. <laughs> there's no like button. Oh, and we uh, don't have a like button. We will see you next week, or hopefully next hopefully week. Hopefully next week. Enjoy winter break. Uh, good luck on the exam.